What is up, everybody? This is episode five of the Winning Wealth Podcast with Jeff and Brock. Today, we're going to be talking about the fundamental principles to success. And this is going to be a fun one because Brock and I, we didn't compare our notes. We both prepared separately, and um, I'm sure we're going to have some of the same thoughts uh, around around this, but it's, uh, it should be a fun one. Let's get going. All right. So this is going to be a fun one. We put together the fundamental principles to success. And Jeff and I both came up with our top three. So we didn't share them. Both came up with what are our top three fundamental principles to success. And we're going to go through each one. We might have some of the same ones. We're just going to go through and, and talk about them. So let me start with Let's them. go. My first one is mindset. Okay. And the reason I chose that one is I think this was where when I got started in business, there was a big shift in mindset from thinking small to thinking big. And that's what really led me into what we're doing in real estate, NX. like going into bigger deals, started with a duplex, next deal is 89 units. And it's a big jump, right? And a lot of people ask like, well, how'd you make that jump? And as I thought about it more, I mean, I asked that question a lot, it was mindset. You know, if I had a limited mindset, it would have been more, I would have done a three unit at X, right? Abundance, prosperity mindset. Exactly. So it was changing the mindset um, from, from scarcity to abundance. And that's what I think really people that go big in business, do big things in business, they have to get that switch because if you're constantly thinking in scarcity, like I can't spend that $20 on this because yeah. and that's too much money and you're not thinking on the other side of it where I'm thinking of an abundance, if I spend that $20, yeah. it can turn it into $40. So for me, that was that was number one on my list. Um, and there's some some further things, I guess, like what played into that that I can go into, but- at, You should, uh, you should. What, so what do I, like- when it comes to cultivating that abundance mindset, like what uh, what are some of the things that you did to be able to make the jump from a scarcity mindset to abundance? And what are the things that you're still doing to really, because if you know that that's one of the principles of success, a key principle, like it's it's a muscle that you almost have to work on on a, on a consistent basis. So I think, you know, and you'd have Grant Cardone stuff, 10X. GC, 10X, man. Cool. He's mean, the I man. Listen to a ton of his content. He was really what got the gears rolling on me thinking bigger. Um, when I started mixing in some of his content, really, when I look back at it, it was, I was listening to a lot of, most of the content I was consuming was very, like, real estate focused, not like people buying duplexes and those sort of things. Started mixing in some of his stuff, and he's talking about, no, fuck that, like, go for, go for, go big, right? Yeah. And that was started the gears rolling of thinking bigger and consuming a lot of his stuff. So I definitely give credit to his content. I think, I think it's great for the mindset component. Um, so, so that's really where it started, I think. And it, it took time, right? So, I mean, growing up, like my parents were very much like, you know, turn the lights off when you're not in the room, every dollar counts, right? Like you gotta, you gotta do everything you can, which, which is, which is good to have that, but also limits you from like the other side of it, of like thinking bigger. You gotta, you gotta spend money a lot of times to make money those sort of things. So I think it was a shift during that time of worrying less about the the bottom line expenses and more about the top line. And it gets it's hard sometimes, right? When you when you're not seeing a huge return right away on stuff you're spending. But I think that was stuff that led into being more focused on the top line over the long term, spending money on, you know, coaching in the beginning, going to events, those sort of things when it took me like I think I was in real estate for like a year, year and a half before I actually like made a check, like actual money. Mm-hmm. So it was, but that that was all the accumulation of just thinking bigger mindset. I love it. I love it. Um, okay, so my first one was 
focus. And I think um, if you, anything that you want to achieve, like you have to get very clear around what that is, right? Like you've got to be able to um, really get a, you know, a long, clear look at uh, thinking about who you want to be and what you want to achieve and how you're going to do that and then prioritize around that. I think, you know, and, and this happens to me, it happens to everybody, right? Where you're pulled in so many different directions, um, you know, there that you have to be able to narrow in on, here's the things that I want to do. And, um, you know, Warren Buffett has like a five-step process for prioritization with, um, it's like a story about him and his pilot. And I can't really remember exactly what it was, but basically his pilot, he said, you're still working for me. Like I must, I must not be doing, you know, my job right. Uh, you should be out going and achieving your goals. And so essentially the, how the story goes is Warren asks him to write out basically 25 things that he wants to accomplish over his career or over the next couple of years or, or whatever it was. And, um, and then circle the, the five that are the most important to him. And, and so he did that. And then he said, okay, well, what should I do with these other 20? Like, you know, just kind of stack rank them and then get to them when I get these other five done. And he said, that's actually your not to do list. So you're, you're, you're supposed to like, if it, once you get clear on where you want to go and what you want to do and how that, how everything that you're doing fits, uh, it, it like a puzzle towards, you know, getting you closer to your goals, you basically, you know, deprioritize anything that's not getting you there. And I think, I think that's a, a great way. And it's because I can be a little bit all over the place, right? As, as anyone that's listening to this or that knows me could, can probably tell, um, anytime that you have focus and a clear mindset around, you know, where you want to go and, and, and who you want to be, it makes it a lot easier to actually attain that. It's not random anymore. You're taking the, ra- you're t- t- starting to take randomness out of it. I like it. I think that's a good one. I think it's important not get distracted. Right. I think there's a lot of times there's so many, like when you go and in, get into business for yourself, right. There's like so many different exciting things that pop up. Yeah. Crypto, NFTs, right? To just name a few examples. Yeah. The, all these awesome ideas, which seem super fun. You see all these people making a lot of money. Yeah. But as soon as you start like going all over the place and you're dabbling in this, dabbling in that, dabbling in this, it's better just to stay in your lane and yeah. focus on what you're good at. There's so many different quotes about, um, you know, about that. But even, I mean, I know Mark Cuban talks about like, uh, or I, mean, I don't know if it was Cuban or, or Warren Buffett, but basically like, you know, having too many eggs in one basket, it's like, it was a quote basically saying like, make sure that you have, you know, that your all your eggs are in that basket and then wash that basket very carefully, right? And make sure that it's the right basket that you want to be focused on. So that's why that really resonated to me. I also think, um, and I think it's Grant that says this, but he says, if you aren't, you know, actively pursuing your goals and dreams, you'll be used as a pawn to help other people get their dreams, right? And so you've got to constantly be like, you know, prioritizing and figuring out what makes the most sense for you right now and, and in the future and then and then work towards that. And you can still help other people and, and, and um, you know, it, as long as it aligns with your goals too, um, or, or if you're just, you know, you know, helping people to help people and maybe you can get some return on that, uh, either just, personal happiness uh, and fulfillment, or maybe they can help connect you with somebody, but you've got to have an active focus around what are you, what are you trying to accomplish this year, 
this quarter, this month, this week, today, and and in the future. But I think if you combine the mindset, abundance mindset, and the focus, that's a that's a great one. Yeah, focus on where you're good at and just go all in and don't get distracted. Yeah. What's your next one? Second one I put um, is hard work, right? Like putting in the hours. I think this is it's a uh, obviously it's one that comes to mind for a lot of people, right? It's gonna take it's gonna take work to get there. But I think a lot of times people think it's easier than it is. Yeah. Um, and uh, real estate's a great example, right? There's so many people that you meet in real estate that are uber successful, but they're not like some Ivy League grad. Like they're really not even that smart of a person. Yeah. Uh, but they just put in a shit. Street smarts and, like, and they yeah, work their ass. They're off. smart, obviously, right? Yeah. But like they're not. They're not like the, the the book smart person you would think that that got to that level, right? They just For put sure. a lot of work. Oftentimes these stories are. You know, someone that started as, you know, fixing fixing apartments, right? And like worked their way up to yeah. buying apartments and now they own thousands of units. So it's you know, just staying consistent, putting in the hours. Um like a example for me when I was to show like the amount of hours, right? So when I when I got started in real estate, I was working a full time corporate job, right? Forty, forty five hours a week. I was going to grad school getting my MBA, and that's when I started getting into real estate. So there's literally like a year and a half, two years that I was working hundred hours a week, yeah. doing all these different things, getting everything done. And looking back on it, like that's during that time, if I would have done that, right. Put all those hours in, it, yeah. was, it wouldn't have been where we're at today. So it's a lot of just staying focused, right? Like we said, mindset, focus. And now it's like just putting in the hours and making it happen. I think as it relates to hard work, it's, you're, you're totally right. And, and it can, hard work isn't, you know, can be in different formats. But it's 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 really being willing to roll up your sleeves and make it happen. Do the do the hard shit. Have the hard conversations. Put in the time when other people aren't. Right? Like Snoop Dogg says, you know, he he was in a, a interview and he said, "I want to thank me," and he said, "For working so hard all those damn years and never taking any days off." And I love that because yeah. there's rarely do I take a day off. And you know, even if I'm like, th- I, you know, I worked eight hours yesterday on a Sunday preparing for this, doing a bunch of other stuff. And, um, you know, I had, a, I had a shit ton of fun on Saturday, golfing and a concert and went on, you know, Friday night. And But, um, you know, it's it's putting in the hours. There's it, there's no, if you really want to make, make something of yourself, achieve, you know, hard goals, there's no substitute for really putting in the hours and, and all the hard work and the effort that comes along with it. And it makes it, that much sweeter when you do accomplish these, you know, certain milestones because you, you know, you've worked your ass off for it. So you're fulfilled, uh, and, and you're personally, you're proud of what, what you're doing. And one thing call it a hack, I guess, is like working on weekends. So for sure, like when I, when you, and especially when you're working a full-time thing and you're building yeah. business on the side, like you have to work on the weekends Yeah, because most people aren't. Yeah. Right? Most people Friday at four o'clock, they're clocked out. Yeah. They're not touching work until Monday morning. If you can put eight hours in on a weekend, even if it's a couple hours in the weekend, you're just getting ahead of your company. For sure. So for me, it was like I worked every weekend and and, and still do, right? Like mm-hmm. that's that's those sort of things are what sets you apart when you can squeeze in an extra couple hours a week. That compounds. Yeah. Look at that over years, right? Eight hours on a, a weekend over the amount of years. You're going to get a lot of done over that time. That's something that I've done for such a long time too. And I used to always say that I had to do at least one night, like not, a, not like overnight, but like when people aren't working like six to 10, uh, at least once a week. And then, you know, a four hour block on the weekend, Saturday or Sunday, it could be in the morning, whenever, right. Or Sunday afternoon, getting ready for the next week. 
th- that's an easy way to to put it. Now I, I haven't always stuck to that, and some some weeks you're traveling, some weeks it's harder to to do. But you got to make up, and you got to find ways to find the time. Um, you know, I, there's so many successful people that I know that have literally pulled all nighters. Adam used to do all nighters all the time. I remember that. I'd see him, you know, the next morning and he'd be like, I was at the office all night in sleep, you know, and, you know, he's built a great business and a, and a great portfolio of real estate. And it's, and a lot, because there's just so much going on and so much, uh, you know, meetings throughout the day. And, and it, if you just push all that stuff to the side, you know, you're never really going to get caught up. So I, finding time to put in the hours when other people aren't working or are, aren't distracting you. Uh, away from what your focus is, it's that's a key. Hack. Yeah, that's a good point too, because it's like during the weekdays, right? Like your phone's going, your email's going. Oh yeah. It's like on the weekends, generally, it, you're not getting that. Yeah. So if you can sit down when you have a bigger project too, and you just need to sit down for four hours and just focus on one thing. Yeah. It's oftentimes hard to do during the week when when you got all these moving pieces exactly. going on. You, you know, you can you can try do do different things, but for me, it's like a lot of times the best work I get done or the times I really chunk down on projects is over the weekend. Yep. Um, so that I would say too, one thing I always do is every Sunday night, um, I've done this, you know, for the past several years, even if like yesterday I was out boating and yeah. a couple drinks, right? Like, but I still did this on a Sunday night. I always go through my calendar, set everything up, yeah. make sure all my meetings are in place. If there's any reminders of things I need to do, everything set up. I usually comb through all my emails, you're on my email inbox on Sunday. So that way I'm heading in Monday morning instead of like scrambling, right. like, Shit's all over the place. I don't know what I have on my yeah. calendar. I got a whole bunch of unread emails. I'm I'm ready to go, right? I can dive right into whatever the first task I gotta do on Monday is. And so that 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 kind of delves into preparation. And preparation is is hard is hard work. That's the effort part of it. So if you can if you're not prepared, you know, you 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 have a, a much greater chance of of not, you know, meeting your goals because you're not you know, and I say that for every meeting, right? You should be pre-call plan is, is something we talk about a lot, but, you know, you should have a plan for your day, for your week, for your meeting and, and take the extra time to prepare. And if you do, you'll set yourself a, apart from, you know, from the masses, so many people, because they're not putting in the extra time, the extra work to prepare. Yep. Totally agree. Two second one. I said consistency. So, you know, I'm, you know, I, I'm all about trying to automate and trying to have a regular cadence. There's certain things that I try to do every day, th- things that I try to do every week within our business or whatever, right? That, that, um, you know, optimizes my whole, you know, sort of life. So if you're like, there's a book by uh, Weldon Long called The Power of Consistency. It's a great book. I actually saw him speak in, in person when I was like 22 years old. And uh, it was captivating. He's got a great story. He was like in in um, in prison, and then he got out and built this built this great company. And it, you know, his whole thing is is all about basically consistently working at your goal on a daily basis, weekly basis, and then tracking it. And it's it's why you know like New Year's resolutions don't work. Like it, like so many people go to the gym January one, and it's packed. And then they just start to fizzle out, right? Yeah. But if you consistently say, hey, look, this isn't a, you know, I don't believe in writing my goals down once. I do it almost every day, you know, or at least take the time to think through what my goals are. But it's like, same thing. I don't try to just eat healthy, okay, once, you know, or work out. I had, I had a great week of working out. It's, this is an every, it's a lifestyle thing. And, yeah. and building that consistency into your life 
with your habits personally and uh, with your business and, and setting up regular cadences. It just helps you stay in a rhythm and in a flow that you can, uh, you know, knock down these milestones and, and get closer to, you know, what your goals are. And it's just, yeah. a, and it's constantly evolving, but consistently staying there. I, I so think that, that was a quickly, I was assuming we we're going to have one of the same, but I had the same one. You got that. Let's, let's hear about yours. That's, I mean, similar things, right? Like, so doing the same actions consistently compounds was a note I made because I think like you're saying, you, you do the same thing over and mm -hmm. over again. You just do it for, for years on end. It compiles and it turns into something big. And it's the same, you know, you, you, you did a good reference as far as like working out, right? If you go to the gym five times, you get sore. Nothing's going to happen, right? So, You're going to get a little sore, like yeah. not actually building muscle. You have to consistently go to the gym, mm -hmm. consistently eat the same thing, right? Consistently follow a diet. And that's when you see results. I think the same thing applies in business. You know, if you do something for two weeks and you see it all the time, right? Like someone decides, hey, I'm going to go out and start a clothing company and they're all hyped about it. And I've had so many friends do this, right? They, they get all excited. They tell you about their grand idea and it's like, sweet. Yeah. Ask them about it a month later. Oh yeah. It's, you know, I'm not really. There's a lot. Or it's like, you got to stay consistent with it. Yeah. If you have an idea, right? And then you stay consistent with it and continue to work on it. Eventually it's going to turn into something. Totally agree. And I mean, if it, if it doesn't after a certain amount of time, I think Kevin O'Leary says, you know, if, if you've been doing it for two years and you haven't gotten any results, then take it out back and shoot it. Like it's, yeah, it's a, it's a hobby. It's, yeah. you know, it's yeah. whatever, but, but at that point, at least you can say, Hey, look, I, 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 I know for sure it didn't work out. There's business ideas that I've had in the past that I think had I have, you know, 10 years ago, had I had stuck with it and done it consistently until now, I'd be a crazy big business right now. I really believe that. Um, and so, you know, you look back in life and then think, how do you, how do you, um, you know, implement consistency and routines in, in yeah. your world? I'm asking you. Uh, I would say just first you got to figure out what, what you want to add to your life, right? Like if you want to add working out to your life or you want to add a new habit, you want to add a morning routine. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of them, right? Like for me, it was something I started doing was going on walks in the morning outside. And I started consistently doing that, just seeing the benefits of like how that entered, added energy throughout my day. Yeah. Stuff like that. I started tracking my time. Um, yeah. And at first it was kind of a hassle. You got to get in the rhythm of doing it. Yeah. But now I track my time. I've done it for like a year and a half. Yeah. And it's a habit, right? And now I, I built the consistency of it. So there's a lot of different things, I think. But it first starts with like, all right, figure out what you want to add to your life. And yeah. then you just got to build it. There's a lot of stuff that fizzles out too, right? Like I've had stuffing my morning routine or like, different stuff just added to my life and I didn't stay consistent with it and now it falls off and it's yeah. like, it'd be a bitch trying to add it back in now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think you just figure out what it is and you just stay consistent with it. Yeah. So the tracking part, and I'll talk about this a little bit more, but um, I use an app called Way of Life and it's basically a daily habit tracker, but I'm also looking at other ways to implement other, you know, tracking of, of certain things so that I can stay consistent. And I'll, I'll talk about that uh, a bit at the end. What's, what's number three? Well, so oh, that was consistency. Yeah. But so one example I want to highlight too, I think real estate's a great example for consistency. You, you know, see a lot, right? Real estate's not a, a get rich quick business. Mm -hmm. um, and when you start looking at the numbers, a lot of times, right, you could buy a property and it might cash flow you $300, $400 a month. And people are just like, well, that just like isn't much. It's not going to do much for me. But if you consistently buy real estate over a long period of time, oh, yeah. and hold the cash it. flow builds, the appreciation yeah. builds, you know, and you continue to compound that. So that's like for me, right? It was like consistently we bought two, three properties. It wasn't a ton of money coming in, right? Mm -hmm. But consistently did that for three years. Now it's a meaningful thing. Exactly. So it, I think it translates to so many things in life where it's like if you're consistent with anything, it's you're going to kill it. Completely agree uh, with you on there. And that's what I knew we'd have one of the same two. 
My third was um, accountability and responsibility, really. It's really, um, you have to know that if it, if it is to be, it's up to me, right? That's what I say to myself a lot. Nobody's going to come to your house and, um, you know, make you, you know, make you do the things that are, are, are going to be, you know, that are going to get you to your goal, right? Nobody's, nobody's going to take, you have to take full accountability for the good and the bad decisions that you've made, right? Like the shitty decisions that you've made that have put you in the, the, the sum of the decisions that you've made is why you're at, you're at right now. And, and once you get clear on that and say, Hey, it's my fault. But the good thing is I can actually change that too. I can, I can redirect, I can do the right things and take full accountability to get myself where I want to be and to handle my business. And if you take, if you, if you take full accountability, full responsibility and for the good and the bad, um, you're, you're basically, it's empowering and it's motivating because it's, your the ball's in your court mm-hmm. and you get to keep shooting you get to keep playing and you could you get to keep trying to get better and and work on it if you have this mindset of like i'm a victim yeah. i you know i this happened to me you know it, it you know i have bad luck you know shit happens stuff like that you're just you're you're never gonna you're never gonna get there you're never really gonna because you're just always gonna be looking for sort of the bad and you know feeling sorry for yourself right yeah god really i think it applies to so many things right like health health wealth and happiness right what exactly. this is about it applies to all that stuff where if you don't take it for investing right like you could blame the market exactly i didn't make money because the market well no maybe you didn't make money because you made the wrong decision on yeah. the wrong stock or the wrong property right or you didn't you didn't exactly. on that property and had the value like you said you were going to do yep um so yeah i mean i think, I think it applies you can you can apply it to so many different things I love it. So I, you know, because I'm an overachiever and I always like to, you know. Hit it with four. Yeah, I, I threw a bonus oh, one in there. Yeah, I, I threw a bonus that. one in there. I knew you wouldn't, but <laughs> but you did talk about it a little bit um, with tracking your time. So a bonus that I would say as a principle to success, it, it, it does, it, I would say it doesn't necessarily compare with the three that I, that I had or even the three that you had, but using data, you, collecting data both qualitatively and quantitatively and and using that to track your results and your consistency and hold yourself accountable. You know, if you can use things like the Way of Life app, you can, Peter Drucker, who's a famous, like, you know, economist, author, business guy, um, you know, he says you can't manage what you what you can't measure, right? If you're not measuring anything, you, you don't really have a way to manage the results of that. So, and there's a great book by him called Managing Oneself. And I would recommend that to everyone. It's, it's a short book too, so it's easy. But, you know, if you find systems that you can input data in, track your time, track your daily habits, track your, you know, um, in business, you know, in tech, a lot of times they call it OKRs, right? Objectives and key results, right? And you're, and you're constantly tracking and measuring uh, the, the inputs that should get you to the outputs that you're looking for. Then you're 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 able to, um, in a much more clearer way, see where you're going, where you're headed, and optimize and optimize. Yeah, I think it's a good one. I think we do a ton of that in our business, right? But I think some, maybe some examples like health wise, right? I think, like I said, I track my time. Um, but some of the other things are, 
Like I, I went running, right? So I tracked my yeah. sleep. Started that about it two years ago, um, which has been great. So yeah. The trends of like what affects my sleep, what can I add, supplements, right? Like how, how does how do you improve your sleep? Garmin has got me for life, basically, because I've got, you know, I think five years of data on, on this Garmin watch. I sleep with it on. It's a big-ass watch. Uh, I sleep with It's on me basically all day, every day, other than, you know, when I'm in the shower. And uh, it's got my workout data. It's got my sleep data, you know, steps, things like that. Like, And I can look at it over time, like trending over, you know, the course of years, right? And they're adding new features in, like heart rate variability and different, like, stress metrics, um, and you can kind of look back into that data and see what was going on in my life at this time, you know, yeah. and how to, you know, how do I navigate around that so that I can keep getting better, right? Or what what did I do, you know, yesterday uh, that made my sleep suck, you know, right? Yeah. Well, it was all the beers I had on the golf course. But, you know, I mean... I don't I don't make all the right decisions all the time, right? And I'm I'm always trying to get better, but having that data is um, you know, is a great way to to be able to objectively look at things. And I say qualitatively too because I've been I've been following Rob Deerdick and he's got a great podcast now too. Uh, I loved Rob Deerdick back from Rob and Big and and you know, the, I thought they were I thought he was hilarious. I just thought he was a, you know, kind of skateboarder entertainer guy right on MTV. But the dude's a savage business guy. He's a, he's like either a billionaire or he's on his way to being a billionaire with his Deer Deck machine. And he, I built out this spreadsheet sort of in Google Sheets based on what he was explaining. And he, he shared some pictures of his. But he basically rates his life, his health, and his business every day 1 to 10. So qualitatively. And then, he, and then next to that, he has like five key metrics. Like did he eat clean? Did he not drink? Did he work out? Did he like meditate? I can't remember exactly what all what all his five you know daily habits are, but so he has those right next to each other, and then he kind of journals out why you know why he feels the way that it was. He rated his business a six for today, right? And it's maybe it's because he's stacked so many meetings on top of each other, he didn't feel that prepared for any of them, or whatever, right? Like his his health, like okay, he skipped he you know ate like shit before, right? So. You can do that. And when, when you start tracking your life qualitatively, you're able to look back into these things and, and, and tie them to the quantitative metrics that actually, that actually move the needle and, and, and help make, you know, your life better, more ha- happy, healthy, and wealthy. I agree. I think that's a great add-on. Had to do it. Had to do number, uh, the bonus one. You know, I knew, I, I knew I, someone's pulling the weight here. I got to do it. It's all good. <laughs> Um, so I, that's it. Right. Yeah. Those are all of my, my mindset, hard work, consistency, focus, consistency, and accountability, responsibility. And the bonus is data, collect data. All right. Thanks for listening to episode five, the winning wealth podcast. This was a fun exercise to do. I think we both learned a little bit here of, of uh, putting these three together. It actually made me think through, I never actually really thought about this as a top three of like the fundamental principles of success, right? So it was a fun exercise. I encourage you to do it yourself. Uh, again, like the podcast, subscribe, share it with someone that might find value. And thanks for listening.